Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Con Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. And don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. You can go there Tuesday for all the final cuts of every team. One-stop shopping, get some analysis on all those cuts, et cetera. I have a story up that ran, I believe it was on Friday, that was about the, the quest for a quarterback since Kirk Cousins left. I mean, it's this has been a few-decade quest here, folks. Anyway, story was up on ESPN.com and how maybe now they found their guy. Anyway, you can see the guy next to me. That's Bram Weinstein, the voice of the commanders. And we're going to talk a little bit about not so much the final preseason game, but maybe who helped themselves and taking a look at a little bit the roster going at, you know after the preseason is over. So, Bram. Thanks as always for joining me. And, and I, you know, I guess you're back in your little bunker at home. Yeah. Um, Let me so. explain that real quick. I apologize. Cause you know, when I typically do this with you, I'm in a different part of my house, um, which I've set up since the pandemic to be studio ish, but we're under, very con- nice. we're under construction here. So I'm sequestered to this little dungeon down here when I do this. So for those of you watching on YouTube, apologize for the ridiculous, what looks like a hostage video right now. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, so anyway, there you go. There's the explanation. So let's start with, with the the game tonight that was played tonight and not going over the game, but a couple of things that stood out, what stood out most to you, whether it's a player or anything like that. Uh, A couple of things I think, and we'll get into a lot of this. um, I was really encouraged by there were, and Rivera mentioned this after the game that, you know, there were six or seven guys we wanted to see. He wasn't specific about who they are, but we can take a pretty good guess at who they are uh, at certain positions. And I felt like the competition was ramped up. Like these guys realized, you know, that there was a lot on the line. That's a very encouraging thing to see. It was really fun to watch the back end corner spot, which is, I think there's only one of them really available, maybe two, but probably one got very jumbled for me after watching tonight, frankly. Um, I think the, uh, because I think there are guys like, and I don't think Jace Whitaker will make it. And I don't think Nick's Whiteside will make it, but Nick Whiteside played extremely well, like in the second half. And, you know, we've got Christian Holmes and Rashad wild goose. And then these other two guys I just named, and suddenly, I just think Holmes the decisions. I think the decisions got harder. That's all. I, I think don't. the decision. You don't? No, because I no, because because the home special teams ability. That's yeah. it, that that he is. He, I, I just don't see. I don't see. I agree I think, with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm just. I, but you're asking like, what did I see tonight? I saw yeah. guys competing like their careers were on the line, and yep. that's always extremely encouraging when you. That's see the that. fun thing with the third. And game. then the other one is, you know, I think receiver was eye opening tonight, like. 
we've talked a lot about Kaz Allen needs to kind of prove his worth as a returner. And Rivera downplayed the muffed punt, but it wasn't just a muffed punt. I mean, it's a muffed punt inside your own 10. He also fair caught a punt at the six yard line. Like you're either returning that or you're, you're, you're letting that bounce. Like I was surprised at that one. He dropped a couple passes. I'm not going to kill him on those, but it wasn't a great night for a final, like, no. Hey, I need to be here. And then Mitchell Tinsley, who London Fletcher was telling me loves him. I know the coaches really like him, has really yeah. stood out. But for me, it's like, I don't see room for him just right. because of how many veterans are on the roster. But for a, you want to make a final impression on somebody, he made a really good one tonight. Like a really, really good one tonight. And I know it's someone that they've been very high on and they really like, and I assume will be on the practice squad if he yeah. doesn't make the roster. But again, like, I think he's made these decisions tough. Like, I don't think Jared Patterson's going to make the team, but you know how I feel about him. Like every time I watch him, I'm like, I wish he would get more of an opportunity because he just makes plays. He keeps getting better. He plays bigger than he is. He he even said to us afterwards, you were there game slowing down for him. It's obvious that it is. He keeps improving. The guy's a fighter. So I've liked all of that. Like the guys who know the odds are really stacked against them made it harder on the coaches and it may not have changed anybody's minds, but they made it harder. And I always like to see that. Well, I think what, you know what I always like to see, cause I never like to hear like, well, the game means nothing. Cause it means everything to these guys. And it's really, and even Jared said it, other guys will say it, it's putting stuff on film. That's yeah. what they're doing. So whether it's good enough for here or not, it'll be good enough for somebody. And the other thing that we're going to run into Bram is the whole talk about like, Oh, you're, in my time covering this team, it's been a long time and it's been, I can't remember the last time they actually lost somebody that they cut, that they had wanted to keep. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That's always a like, fear that is really there's, unfounded. I there's agree. a Mitchell Tinsley on every roster right now. Yeah, I agree. And, and, yeah. and so, and I'm not like picking on him, but I'm just saying like, and there's a, there's a, there was a Kaz Allen on every roster. There's those guys that you say like, Oh, he had did this. How can you expose him? Well, the bottom line, like, you know, in Tinsley, the hard part for him will be special teams and we can get into more of the stuff, but I do, you know, what, what you want to see are guys make plays and he showed yeah. up and that's good for him. He did because yes. it's, it's one step at a time. Like Jeremy Reeves kept showing up for years and eventually he got his spot. It's just right. like same with Jared. He's like, he's going to always be there. Guys like, you know, the Jonathan Williams, the Gores, like they just need to keep putting out good film so they can get picked up, whether it's here or somewhere to keep, if you're like, that's a third, like a guy, again, with Patterson, he's always going to be like right there. And you just need that one opportunity to push you over to get a bigger opportunity. So that's why, like, I always like that last game to see who kind of makes those plays. Yeah. All of those guys really stood out to me tonight. Um, I think the back end of the defensive line room is, is very interesting. Yeah. I didn't see much that changed my, like, like these other guys, I felt like put something out there to at least put a bug in the coach's ears to go reconsider whatever the final decisions are. And I, whether anything changes or not, who knows, but, and that's up to them. I just think Rivera and the coach's jobs got harder tonight, but that's a good thing. It should good. get harder tonight. Yeah. The back end of the defensive line room is very complicated. Like how many people are they going? What to would keep? you do? 10 or 11. Okay. Well, the first thing I need to know is, is, is Fedarian math is healthy enough to play in week one. And if he's not, um, how long before he is able to play because therein lies the answer 
to one spot if he's not available to them and they feel like they should put him on you know short-term ir or something like that well that opens up a spot for somebody else to make the team and be on the team but i kind of every time i do the count and i include him um assuming he is healthy but that again is an open question like and i do count him i see two to three spots for four players that are all deserving to be there um and that's why i don't know what they're going to do james smith williams casey Tuhill. Andre Jones and KJ Henry and KJ Henry for me on that list would be number four, but he is a draft pick for them. They don't and cut their draft picks. They don't. And so that that's why I think this is very complicated. We know who the starting front four are Ridgeway's primary backup defensive tackle. Mathis is two if he's healthy enough, which I think is what could be you know, interesting. could be interesting yep. in terms of how they kind of salvage keeping somebody around and then F.A. Obata, I'm assuming, is going to make the team. Oh, yeah. So now we're we're running out of spots for all these guys we just named. So how many are they keeping? Are they keeping 10? Are they keeping 11, maybe? Is this an unbalanced roster where it's 26 on defense, 24 on offense? Do they have to keep 10, 11 offensive linemen because they don't want to lose everybody? Like, they got a crunch. And then, like, I don't think this is going to change anything, but you're going to laugh because I've talked to you all camp about this. Jake Fromm has had a terrific training camp. He was yeah. terrific late in the Baltimore game. He was terrific again tonight. I don't think this changes anything. We know who the number one quarterback is, and we know who the number two quarterback is. The question is, would they keep three? Well, if they keep three, then so. all of these other positions that we're talking about that are crowded that we need to find room for, one of them has to go by the wayside. So I, I think they have a lot of difficult decisions to make, really. Yeah, I would be really surprised if they kept three quarterbacks. So would I. But I, really I tell you, like, again, you want to talk about pretty good film from somebody who's kind of emerging. Rom looks very comfortable in this offense, has played really well. And you guys laughed at me early in camp when I said, if I told you, you know, that this guy, if you watched him in practice, was the primary backup, I don't know why you wouldn't believe me. So, but because of the situation they're in and because they have a numbers crunch, I don't think they're going to keep three quarterbacks, but he's played his way into deserving consideration for it. He has, but you know, and it's funny because you see a lot of, Oh, they should have him as a backup over Jacoby. No, there's a big, there's a difference there. And you always have to keep in mind, like for people who would. Say I don't think that, that's happening, by the way. I don't, no, well, it's I'm not, not even laying the groundwork for something there's, like that. It's, I don't think it's, it's not even close to happening. But you have to remember, like, you know, who he's he's done a nice job, but he's yes, going to he be, but he's been exposed on practice squad many times and he's still always there. Yes. And so and like, he'll gonna, be on this practice squad because he's their third quarterback right. and you have to have a third Nobody's quarterback. Nobody's going around, to put so him on the act. Yes. Like, yeah. So he'll be there for them and you can put him on there. I do think, Bram, you brought up an interesting point about Mathis because if you go, let's say you go 11 defensive linemen. And then you get, you know, so you have your initial 53 and you have 11. Well, then you put him on short-term IR. Now you can take, if you only have four linebackers, maybe bring up a fifth. And that's designed, that's done for special teams. And this is where it gets interesting. And I'm going to talk about this on Monday as well. So I don't need to go too much into depth. Is the is really those last couple of spots are about special teams. So yep. if you're, you know, when you look at, like for you, who's, who, how many, I'll ask you, and I can tell people on my, my thoughts on Monday, but. For you, how many receivers are you taking? Well, I guess who are the last two receiver spots? Because the first four are obvious. Yeah, the first four are obvious. Um, I have felt for a number of weeks Kaz Allen would get one because, you know, they're giving him most of the opportunities on returns these days. They're 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 basically laid the groundwork for we want somebody who might be explosive 
in the return game. And consistently, the concern has been just ball security, specifically on punts. And he had a huge mistake tonight. And, you know, you know, fortunately, it's in a game that doesn't count. Unfortunately, they recovered it. But like that, I, I mean, I know Rivera downplayed it, but the second it happened, I went, oh, oh yeah. man, you know, like it was this it. is going to make this decision very, very hard because they have guys who can perform the job, but really don't have explosive tendencies no. in the return game. And I know that they want to elevate that. Um, I don't think they want to cut Dax Milne, but we're running out of room here. Like we're just running out of room. I don't think they want to cut Pringle, but we're running out of room. So are they literally keeping seven? Okay. If they are, which group is short? Does that mean Alex Arma doesn't make the 53 when we thought he was? Cause there clearly appears to be some kind of defined role for a fullback here. And he's the only one out there that plays that role for them. So I, I, I think they have, this is the hardest cut down to kind of gauge in the Rivera era. And it's not close. And in the end, we are talking about guys that are back into the roster that are not expected without a lot of injuries being consistent contributors, but it is the sign that they have a much deeper roster because there are legitimate players that are going to get cut. And to your point, most of them will not get picked up by other teams, but they're deserving of a roster spot. There's just not enough room for them. So, so let's go over and we can talk a little bit about this now um, with receiver. And this is where people have to keep in mind, like, and you're right about Kaz, the thing with Kaz Allen too, they were, he didn't do this in college. So they have to learn how to trust him. They need to know that they can trust him. So he fields a punt at the 10-yard line last last week, and that was a good step. But it's the first time they saw that. Then he had one today, like you said, at the six. You could let it go in. You could return, whatever. He, he fair catches it. And then so one of the – so he 33%, one of, one of three kicks inside the 10, he fumbled. Those are – that's like that's the area where they're going to define – how you are as a returner. Because the number one thing is ball security. They need to be able to trust you to put you back there. Now, the one thing that's to their benefit is it was not a good night for him. Nobody's going to, you know, I can't imagine anybody picks him up and puts him on the roster. So you want to keep him and develop him as a returner. You can do that. And at some point, I would expect him to be ready this year. So then it comes down to then what else do you do? Well, you need a returner. People aren't going to like it, but that'll be Dax Milne right now. Yes. Right. And so if he or makes Pringle, it, like, I suppose Pringle potentially, Pringle, but, could do but it. the difference is like Pringle did some in college, but not a lot. And Milne has done that for, done that for them. Yep. They need to know that they can trust you and they know with him, he's going to catch the ball, not going to get a lot of yards. We know that, but he can catch the ball and he can play multiple receiver spots, et cetera. So while people may, you know, like a guy like Tinsley, had a nice night, but he doesn't really help you on special teams. I agree. That's the problem. So that's where like, that's and like the other one is Alex Arma. So do not, it would not shock me one bit if they cut him initially, initially, and then bring him back after they make a subsequent move to free up a roster spot because you're trying to protect something else. Right. So when, when all these practice squads get set, it's just, they, you know, more moves get made. So if he doesn't make it initially, he will be out there because they do have a role for him. And, yeah. but, but I, you know, so it would, but like you, people have to remember, like the initial 53 is not the final 53. It's just the first move in the first wave. Cause it could be a guy like, okay, you cut this guy and then you put Mathis on IR. And now there's, it opens up a spot and somebody always gets hurt in the first week or two that creates another spot. So 
it's a fluid thing, but yeah, it wouldn't shock me there. Um, so, and then and there's also cuts from 31 other teams, right? And there are a couple of spots on this team where if there's a surprise out there that they may have some interest in it, like, like that's, that's not unusual either. Like Ridgeway got cut, you know, late last year as a draft pick of the Cowboys, they went and grabbed him, and he's turned out to be a valuable backup for them. And at times when they do this Cinco package thing, he was a valuable starter for them in that package. So and he'll you know, help him there if again there this is year. a surprise at a couple of very specific position groups, like maybe a linebacker or maybe yeah. an offensive lineman, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. Like then all of a sudden, if they feel like there's an upgrade and, you know, and then like on offensive line, this one's really tricky too. How many are they actually keeping? Um, if they like, I'm assuming they're going to keep Braden Daniels and obviously Cornelius Lucas is their backup tackle. Well, like, if they're not comfortable playing Daniels in a game, does that force them to keep Trent Scott? And if they keep Trent Scott, well, then who are they cutting? And how many offensive linemen are they keeping? Because 11 would be a lot at that position group and would mean someone like Arma would have to be cut because there's just not Initially. enough room for everybody. Right. Initially, and I, yes. I so I think they're just, they're in a very tricky spot, but this is a good, this is a good problem. Really. It really is. Well, it is. And now again, I keep saying with Arma, if it happens is, I would be really surprised if he doesn't wind up back on the roster with yeah. the offensive line. The funny thing is like the one thing for them, cause they're not going to cut Daniels. And the one thing I will say is he actually, when I watched him to, against um, the Bengals, now it's going to get his fourth quarter of the third preseason game, but he looked better than he did in practice. And he's, he's progressed enough that they can say, okay, <laughs> he warrants a spot because he was a draft pick, but, you don't want him going in a game just yet. And that's a problem. So, so what do you do? But it's not like Trent Scott was wowing anybody. And that's, you oh, know, but you need but, adequate backups at the oh, position. Oh, no, no, no. What I, yes. it was, but that's why you, that's why the waiver wire at that spot will be interesting. Cause I yes. do agree with you. Like, I think that's a spot where you have to say, you're going to need some more help there. And if you, it's if rare you someone, think, tr- it's, it's rare someone cuts a valuable, left or right tackle just which is why the cardinals traded one you know preemptively but you never know again like you just never know like every other team we're not following it that closely like have some of these same problems and all of a sudden there's a surprising name that just kind of pops up that might have been on this team's radar and they go grab them so like this could be a weird week you know like the i agree with you the first 53 is not the final 53 let's see what happens after the waiver wire and how they protect people and try to avoid them falling into the hands of another team and then we'll see what the 53 looks like against arizona it's going to be a little bit different for sure yeah and and so that that'll be the but the line will be interesting as well because it is you know with the way stromberg has played part of you thinks well would they go nine but they're going to keep three centers I'd be really surprised if they I don't. think so, but Tyler Larson, if you do the numbers, all of a sudden is the odd man out in a situation like I think that. They really, Although I, I think don't they be- really... I don't believe they're going to release him. But no, like again, it's how many people are you keeping? And and that's at some point true. you have to make choices. Well, and that's where, like I said, that's where the armor. So I would, you know, three tight ends. I don't think Curtis Hodges has played himself on there. Um, then you know, then it's then I think because See, if Kaz Allen had had a really good night, then you might be looking at a situation where they'd want to keep seven receivers. And I think because of his night, I think you can go with six. There is still time for one more family adventure this summer. The country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until Labor Day with 
eight different levels, 16 courses, 250 climbing obstacles, and over 4,000 feet of zip lines, the Adventure Park at Sandy Spring, located in Montgomery County, Maryland, is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday, every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code KIME23DC at checkout. That's KIME, K-E-I-M, 23DC at checkout. There is still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. For Kendall Fuller, I meant to mention this. I, I did. I saw him briefly after the game. He's been dealing with a knee issue. We haven't seen him a whole lot recently, but I did kind of ask him, like, "Are you going to be ready for the opener?" He kind of looked at me like, "Are you kidding?" Of course I am. And he yeah. did, you know, and, and I love Kendall. I think he's a smart. I like talking to him. And all that. I haven't gotten any hint from anybody with no. the team that there is anything serious there. No, like, no, no. I and, there and, is concern he, about McLaurin for week one. There is concern about Mathis for week one. I am eager to hear a final report on Chase Young for sure. I did watch him warm up tonight, which is always a pretty good yeah. sign. I did watch John Allen warm up tonight, and there yeah. hasn't really been a hint that they're overly concerned, although he's going to be playing with plantar fasciitis and it will not be healed, you know, by the time it gets around to it. But I don't feel like like there's an issue with him no so i'm not worried about kendall fuller just because no one's no one is like red flagged anything well, we just like, didn't know oh, the, the, the way, hard part was yeah, yeah the hard part was we didn't know what was going on fully because i haven't talked to him and yeah. you're right i watched chase warm up the the thing is it's it, and he's been out there practicing with just no contact and rivera was asked after the game about because he went to see the doctor on friday and he was asked about it yeah and he pretty much shot down any talk of anything other than the game. So they weren't going to answer that question now. We'll, we'll find out Tuesday after yeah. the 53. He'll be asked again. We'll see how he answers it. And I'm sure he will give us some kind of update. So what when you look at the roster now, after the preseason, where is the is there one area that maybe surprised you more by by how it looked during this summer? Um, I am Back to being worried about the linebackers. Um, I was kind of downplaying it because I don't feel like they're going to use a lot of them. And they have these kind of interchangeable parts where Cam Curl and potentially Quan Martin and Derek Forrest to some degree like can kind of sort of be linebackers, but play that hybrid role. And I'm really kind of Outside of the legal stuff, what I want to see what plays out with Jamie Davis next week. Thursday. Um, yeah, it, that's coming out next week. So let's see, let's see what happens, you know, with that. You know, assuming he's available, assuming he's available. I I really have less concerns about him, but I do think integration of Barton into the defense, this is why they played so much last week, Slow. is a concern for them. Yep. And so I think that group to me is going to be one to watch because the guys who are behind them, Eifler and Harris are the main two, Mayo, Kalik, like they don't feel like they're ascending players to starting roles to me. So I I am a little bit concerned about it. I still think the depth of the defense, especially on the back end and certainly up front, 
ought to mask any deficiencies that are there. But the summer did not make me feel great about it. Like, I think we went in going, this is a pretty weak unit that they have, but I don't think it's going to end up being something that hurts them. And now I'm kind of wondering a little bit if this is something that it's going to have to improve significantly for the defense to be what I think it might be able to be. Yeah, and I, I'd be curious to see how Barton progresses. And one of the things that I'm wondering is just watching him play off the double teams and like how that's going to work because there's sometimes you watch Jamin's a lot quicker playing off those. And so enforcing, you know, and, and being more aggressive, maybe attacking some gaps, he's been in the defense longer. And so Barton's still learning it. So I'd be curious to see where that goes because that will be a big thing for them. And now when he was in Seattle, those double teams would get to him but the tackles couldn't make play. So if they get to them, then they, you know, you have Allen and Payne up front. You would think they're going to make plays, but you've got to aggressively attack them too. And, and that's something that when you start to see him do that is when you know he's got it. And there were a couple of times or sometimes this summer, you can tell he's clearly still learning the defense where he needs to go, et cetera. So yeah, I'm with you there. The, the big thing for me too, it goes back to the offensive line. I mean, the funny thing is, you know, I, with like Sam Howell, I, I don't, I mean, we don't, again, we've talked before, I don't know how good he's going to be, but I don't fear what he's going to do. If that makes sense. Like I don't yeah. sit there and worry about what he's going to do. I still have the biggest, yeah, there's a baseline. I'm with you. There's a, there's a baseline here where after this summer, um, and I talked to Rod Rivera and to get ready for the broadcast. And he said, you know, you know, the offense has met expectations and then some, and he was really pointing to Hal. I mean, like it was an admission that like, I understand that he was an open question too. <laughs> you know, he was like basically saying it and I agree with that. And, but I'm with you. Like, I don't want to go too far here, but I don't like, I don't see bad, you know, like I was, yeah. I was worried with Wentz going into the season, like that this could go really wrong or, you know, I really liked Heineke, but they felt like there was always kind of a ceiling with him about how good it could actually be. I don't know what this guy's ceiling is, but I don't think the floor is bad. Like, I think he's going to be, you know, hopefully average at worst and maybe a little better than that. And if that's the case, then, you know, I think that they've got a chance to be extremely competitive very quickly, but I don't want to put too many expectations. I've really liked what I've seen, but I'm with you. Like you got to show me a lot more than this. And even, even Rivera said it last week to me. He's like, I don't want him to think he's arrived. Like that hasn't happened. And I don't think anyone should feel that way, but I'm optimistic about him. And I get what they liked about him after the summer that he had. And the one guy who will say he has, who will say that Howell hasn't arrived is Howell. That kid is that kid. Like he understands he understands the game very well. He understands where he's at in everything. He's just a confident kid without being arrogant. Like he yeah. knows what he can do. He knows what he's done in the past when he's, he is a young quarterback. He's always been like at UNC true freshman throughout his whole life. He always played against older kids. You know, it was always the quarterback versus older kids. So he's always used to being in the situation. He knows that he comes through, but he doesn't ever act like he's arrived. Yep. And that's, I think that's a good thing because once you do, I could, once you do that, like you start to lose your edge, he's not going to lose his edge. So I don't worry about him in that regard. I still, my big question remains on offense is the, is the line. I mean, I, I don't nothing. I think I like Nick Gates. I think he's going to be good for them. I think that he brings a demeanor that is absolutely necessary. And it's kind of a, I don't give a bleep what others think about us kind of mentality. I think Sam Cosme will do what would would be fine at guard. I so think do I. All right. I think he might be better than fine, actually. Yeah, I like and, and I think yeah. like 
I think he will be. And the one thing, like you saw him even tonight, got moved back a couple times, but he's able to anchor. And I think he's still getting used to some things, but he can play there. And I think I also gonna... feel a confidence in him that has grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah I um, agree with that. Like you could just kind of feel it that like he likes that he knows where he is. Yeah, and no, you're right. He also seems to have like accepted this this might be the best position for me too, which is yeah. important here, right? He came in as a tackle. They kept trying to keep him in a tackle. They put him in a guard. I think a lot of us were going, I think he might be better as a guard, but he has to believe that too. Right. And once he started doing it, like I've seen him grow in his confidence throughout the summer too. And I think he's accepting that this could be a really good spot for him. And so I like that side of the line. I think that side of the line is going to be okay. Uh, the other side is the one that's more of a question to me. Yes. And I think that's where, and the, one of the things like, I, you know, and again, I like seeing the case, but the, the block, he and the, like Charles working together tonight. And there's still, sometimes you can tell I'm like double team blocks, still learning where a guy needs to, how you need to handle that block with this player so they can get off or you can get off and get to the linebacker or whatever. And those are little things that are still kind of, that's still a work in progress. And like, you know, Leno and Wiley, they have these little nagging injuries for what Leno, it's a shoulder for Wiley. It's a calf. That stuff is, is, you know, I don't think it's jeopardizing their start for the opener, but no, you know, but you worry about the time they've spent together. Is it enough? And how long will it take? That's the, that to me remains the biggest question on the team because they need to play well. And, they, sure. you know, so we'll see, but I, but I, I feel pretty good about how, I feel pretty good about the running backs. I really like Chris Rodriguez. I do too. Uh, the one, and, the one I, really... and I say that, like, I, I mean, Robin uh, Robinson has had a good summer. I think he's going to do well. Gibson's third down back, but I also do like Chris Rodriguez. A, a decent oh, I think amount. Robinson's going to be a high volume player. So yeah. for those of you who are going into fantasy drafts over the next yeah. couple of weeks, he's the one I keep saying, like, of the people on this team that I think will have, like, be relied upon a lot, get a high volume, probably if you're, you know, like probably get a lot more targets than he's probably accustomed to, too. It's him. And I actually feel better about him. Back in the spring and the summer, early summer, I, I was questioning the fit, really. Like, can he do what they're asking him to do? More and more and more, I see it with him. So I think that that's kind of progressed really, really well. Um, Gibson is the one where I, I want to see how he fits into what they're doing yeah. with, in, in the offense. Like, I think he's the one to me where I go, I want to see how that one plays out. You know, like clearly he has a role clearly like he is, if he does not have, you know, a defined role or big moments in games this year, because he is up on a contract, he is going to go down as one of the guys I think that we're going to look back at and go, why couldn't they ever figure out how to make him a prime performer for them because we all know the skill set that he has specifically as a big receiver. And so let's see how it goes. I'm not saying it won't happen, but he's the one I haven't seen throughout the summer kind of grow into whatever the role that I think they envision for him is. So I want to see how that one plays out. Yeah, me too. And I thought like going early in camp, I felt like it was that we start, we were seeing some things and I think, you know, I, I'm, I like you, I'm wondering how is it going to look for him is he going to be one of those guys where every year in the summertime you hear, Hey, we're going to use him more. We're going to do this and do that. And then it plays out the same way. He's got a lot of talent and then you can make use of it, but I do like Rodriguez. And I do think that, yep. you know, he can play and help them. Kid's a tough runner. And I know he had the fumble last he week, is. but what I like is how he responded to the fumble, 
with some tough, tough runs. And that's, you see him lowering the shoulder and getting extra yards all the time. And that's, that's yeah. Really- I mean, like, honestly, like they need Gibson in a skill set like that, but if they had like a trio if Gibson wasn't here and they had a trio of like Robinson, Rodriguez, Jonathan Williams, it's like battering Ram after battering Ram. Yeah, like they yeah. all are very strong, tough nose, hard one cut runners. And, you know, like, so he's another one, Jonathan Williams. He's another, like, I, know. I don't think he's going to make the team, but he might because he plays on special teams. I don't think he will just because of a crowded backfield. I don't see how. Every time he gets on the field, I watch him and I go, that guy runs hard. He and does. he started last summer with him. Yeah. No, I don't know how he'd make it either because I just don't see where the numbers are will help him. And, you know, the guys like that were good to have around in case one of those guys got hurt. So I think one of those guys will be on the practice squad. And Gore has done a nice job whenever he's gone in there too. He did tonight, it's for a sure. Really, yeah, they yeah. did. A, they had a nice group back there but you know i think that's just going to be a, a hard hard position for for them to do and so you know the one thing that's missing out of all of it is i think you'll agree with this but this is where gibson's talent comes in is they don't feel like home run hitters like right but gibson right. could not. be like gibson's gibson the one be. where you catch him in space and like he's Correct. the one that can make a big time play robinson and 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 uh rodriguez are outstanding running backs but there's a lot of singles and doubles going on here like are they going to hit any home runs i think they're going to need some conditions to work out for that that doesn't that doesn't downplay that i think robinson's a very good lead back in the nfl but i'm not expecting him to you know pop off 30 40 50 yard runs like i just don't see that happening no and i think the big thing with gibson is getting them getting him the ball in space and i will say like one of the things that you notice this summer is how many different routes they were having the running backs run and work yeah. on mm-hmm. and it was a lot so what yeah. we what we're going to see we really haven't seen yet yep from how they're going to use everybody so it's really hard to say but you're right like gibson had people you know they always say you know people forget that antonio run ran a four three or whatever it was he's fast he's yep. a big dude and he's fast yep. that's a good combo and they need to find ways to get him involved Um, the other guy that they need back is Logan Thomas, and you know, but he, but he'll be back. He, he should. Be yeah, back. So, he was he was actually running routes today yeah. in pregame. I thought that was a really good sign. Yeah. So they keep saying like it's progressing, it's progressing, and they're getting them ready. And I believe them. You know, after seeing this for a couple of weeks, when they kept saying that, but we never saw him. You go, how long is this really going to linger? So I think that that's going the right way. The other name from that room that I think has made a wildly vast improvement that I'm surprised by is Cole Turner. Like I know that they've they've like been very high on him because he's you know he's a big target, good hands. And but I was concerned like this guy's not a blocker for them. So I kind of described him as a big wide receiver. That's changed a little bit here. Like I don't know point of attack blocking, but That's backside blocks have been standing out for him in yeah. some of these games recently. Yep. He's become not just a good target, but a reliable one in traffic, you know, in the summer. And his mentality's changed. And I know he got hurt last year in the preseason. So maybe it was just kind of unfair to talk about his whole season the way it was. But I came in going. Logan, they need Logan Thomas back really badly because I don't see Turner in that same role. And I still don't think he's a premier frontline blocker, but he's gotten his improvement is vast from a he's year good, ago. A I good... trust him way, way, way more than I thought I would at the beginning of the summer. And now I feel like he could be a pretty big contributor for them, too. Yeah. And he's a he's where he blocks well is in, when he can move and like yes. he'll do the slice box where he's coming behind the line. 
getting the backside guy. He does a nice job there. And he did it. He improved in that area last year too, but on the point of attack, not going to do it. I mean, that's not his strength, but you get him out in space and he's had a couple blocks out there. Um, I, on, if you, if people remember, I think it was, I think it was the first big run they had against the Browns around the left side. Deami Brown has a really good block on that play. And Cole Turner had a really good block on that play and get him outside. That's where he can help you. And he is, he, he presents a, it's like this year, it's all position flex. Last year, the big key phrase was wide catch radius. And he has yeah. that. The only, the yeah. one quite the one thing he has Drink to, to do, that one. Yeah, exactly. Wide catch radius. That's yeah. If you have your wide catch radius, if you're playing bingo, if you're playing the wide, mm-hmm. you know, the bingo, lingo, bingo, why yeah. catch radius? You should all put a little marker there. But what he does do, a, what he has to do is make sure he's very strong after the catch because he had a couple balls stripped. And that's something that they taught that they mentioned and where he's, you know, be more stout after you catch the ball. That's it. And, you know, and so, but he, he will help them. And I think, but I think it's funny, Bram, because the guy that they're going to miss and he wasn't a huge thing last year, but it was Armani Rogers. And that injury, I, I was talking to someone about him the other day, and it's like they still, I mean, they know, I don't know he's going to be Travis Kelsey, but he would have been a good player yes. in this system. He was total and, fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but they don't have him, so there we go. So, anything else, Bram? We're, we've talked a lot about the roster. Anything else on your mind about the roster moving forward, whether cuts or anything else? I would just say, like, I'm I'm really I think this is the best team Rivera's put out there in his four years. So, you know, I'm I'm cooling it a little bit. Like I, I feel really good that they are not going to be what the national punditry has yeah. claimed they would be. Felt that way from the spring. I feel more than that now, especially after how summer. Um, I agree there are potential major weaknesses. The offensive line still bothers me a lot. And until I see something different, I'm concerned. It. You know, I'm, I keep saying like, I hope it's not a weakness. I don't think it's going to be a strength. If there's somewhere in the middle there, then I think they'll end up being okay. But everybody in the NFL, this is the NFL salary cap league. Everybody's got weaknesses. So like this Correct. one's theirs. I think it's, it's potentially a big one, but hopefully it doesn't work out that way. But overall after this summer, and maybe some of it is, you know, seeing them win every week. I know the games don't count, but seeing them win every week, I I feel pretty good about them going into the season. And I think they're going to be as competitive as I thought they were going to be. I think the country is starting to see that a little bit. And if they could just get off to a good start, which they have not done in the first three right. years, and they have a real opportunity to do it with the first couple of games that they're playing, then, you know, you never know what the launching pad is because they better chalk up some wins early because at least on paper, the last month and a half of the season could be brutal. Yes. Dallas twice, Miami, the Jets, San Francisco, all of them on paper look like playoffs or more teams. So they better have a really good record by the time they get around to Thanksgiving or it's going to be a struggle for them to get over 500. Yes, and I think they're I think they've positioned themselves better to have a stronger start than they have in the last three years, just because I think the way practices have been conducted, those joint practices, I think they learned a lot more about their roster than they did the last three years combined in the summertime. I think that's going to be a big help for them early. Now they got to go out and do it. Bram, thanks for joining me. As always, thanks everybody for tuning in. I will be back Monday morning with a quick look at the cutdown. Plus I'm going to play a, a little interview that we did with Jared Patterson after the game 
just to give you the mindset of a player in his position and, you know, just what gives him confidence that he can play in this league. Anyway, there you go. Thanks for tuning in. I'll talk to you next time.